Raisin Man Arena. With someone fired off right up top in the comments that they have a, a saucy story about f- what f- something Felipe did when he was eight years old in Argentina. And the person's claiming to be Felipe's cousin. Person's and we're eager Felipe's to hear cousin. what it is. We don't know who the person is. And they're seeming to be sort of an apologist at the same time. They're, they're already making an excuse to say that Felipe was young when it happened and that things are different in Argentina and that that provides some kind of necessary context for the story. But we'll decide, you know, um, pop punk sober, if you would like to in the chat, share the story about Felipe. Wait, yeah. This, of course, when Felipe was eight years old, this was still after the dirty wars in Argentina. <laughs> so, you know, he couldn't. He couldn't have been implicated in any no, war worst crimes. No, worst was behind him, but that yes. doesn't mean yes. <laughs> he didn't find a way to do something really yes, wrong. Were- and I'm the kind of person in my friendships, I'm always open to changing my mind about how I feel about even the people that I love the most who are the closest to me. I don't think those people are infallible. I don't think they're better than anybody else. I will. Do you think if I was about to get canceled, you'd cancel me on air? <laughs> because of something I did when I was That's eight? what the Raisin Man podcast is all about. That's what the Raisin Man podcast is all about. Um... I don't know. I feel like sometimes, you know, when something really crazy happens that's uh, unexpected, it's hard to react in live time. It might be hours before it fully registers with me the weight of what you've done. Well, yeah. I, I mean, if it is my cousin and I don't know which cousin it is, I would hope that they would reach out privately before putting my <laughs> business on the on the chat. I can't get the chat uh, to show. I mean, you don't care about this, but I'm trying to get the, the chat to show. I do care about that. YouTube, Felipe. Um, I was I was listening to this podcast with Matt Taibbi in it, and he was they were interviewing a politician, and she was like, "I have a big announcement that I'm probably going to make, you know, in the next like couple of years." And and it was she was sort of hinting that she was I think going to try and run for president in 2024. Mm. And Matt and the other co-hosts were like, "You should come onto the podcast, announce it here, you know." But she didn't say say what it was, and it would be funny. <laughs> You ran a podcast where you were like, hey, man, if you're going to get canceled, like, come do it on the podcast. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Do it live. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think the worst part of being getting canceled or one of the worst parts, there's a lot of bad parts. One of the bad parts would be um, the waiting around, anticipating the canceling coming, you know, because I think a lot of people know they did something wrong at some point and it's going to come and get them. Um, So it's good to just sort of get it over with and have our own little international court here. Um, well, whoever this fucker is that's saying to be my cousin isn't saying what I did when I was eight. Yeah. If any of my cousins are in the chat, sound off. Uh, Colleen, Molly, Betsy, Will, Amy, Sean. Is this Stefano? Is this Isabella? This is a classic tactic where you get you get the um you get you get the perpetrator to admit to something far worse than what they did. <laughs> oh, like I'll be yes. like, okay, okay, I'll say it, I'll say it. And then I, yeah. Is, is anything coming to mind that you did when you're eight that your cousin would know yeah. about that they would kind of try to come on the radio and? Oh shit! Now the chat box is working. Oh hell yeah! I think fucking year you eight of going... your life. That's your other hint. Okay, yeah. Work on the chat box thing. It looks really good though. Um, you wait. You're seeing it. I'm seeing, yeah, I saw it. It's gone again. A little bit of it's on the screen. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the hell? It yeah. was wrong. Good looking mustache, Felipe. Damn, mm-hmm. people are people are piling on. But again, you were young. This person's just trolling. I don't know what, what they want. I don't know who it is. Pop punk sober. Hmm. I don't have a pop punk cousin. <laughs> I don't have, I have a country cousin. I don't have a pop punk pu- cousin. 
Mm. If they're not going to say anything, I'm going to kick them out. I'm I'm mod. Can I kick you kick out? Kick them out. Kick them out. We don't need them. If, if you're not going to speak up, speak up. Speak up now or I'm kicking you out. Oh, no. How do I kick them out? I don't <laughs> I'm even a friend. know. Do- oh. oh, okay. It's not my cousin. Well, if it's just a trick, then I think that that's funny and I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. You, can, you, know, you can tell me, Pop Punk Sober. Uh, find me. DM me on my private IG. <laughs> Friend, just being funny. I love you. I still don't know who. I can't remember who it is. Okay, Felipe clearly Felipe English Dan. is a second uh, language. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad. I was saying this before we got on, but every week when I see the the handles of our regular listeners, I can't remember who any of them are. And I so appreciate you guys all being here. But I'm just like, who are all these fucking no, I people? For, I forget every time. I forget yeah. every time. Just I just do what I do. Just your handles, your name. Quite complicated. <laughs> handles, your name. Yeah. Quite complicated. Um, yeah, just say who you are right off the bat, and if you have something to, and if you have something to say to, I Charlie's can't. What here. would I have done at eight years old? You know, Rita Wilson is here. Whoa, Rita Alex Wilson is here. Chat. Seth's here. Seth I know Katie's is son is Rory. Yeah, roll call. Ra- Raisin Nation roll call. Oh, oh Pedro. Pop is Pedro. Pedro Raisin Nation roll call. Pedro. You know, I knew. I actually, I actually suspected that. I suspected that. Hey, Pedro. Pedro has the kind of devil may care humor attitude, you know, that would, uh, you know, he likes to rib Felipe. I think that's funny. Well, Pedro just trouble. doesn't understand that in the world, in the world that we ride in, an accusation like the one he was starting to level could could mean death. Oh, yeah. He doesn't understand because he's in a different world. <laughs> and he's it wouldn't in the just Miami affect trap you. <laughs> Felipe, at the, at the ripe old age of eight years old, Felipe, uh, t- created a slush fund and with millions of taxpayer dollars that he could use to get his children into top colleges i hid all my money in tax havens in panama <laughs> yes at eight, at eight years old so you could get your son on the stanford swim team <laughs> well my kids aren't going to college if they're listening to this you guys are not going to college on my dime i don't have a scheme i don't have a plan i don't have a job None Sister, of you are going to college. Time, by the time we by the time we we get up there, I don't think I don't think there's going to be a college. Oh, anymore. there's not going to be a college. And the, anyone who would go to one would be a a rube. Yeah, I hope there's still parties though. Anymore. There'll probably still be parties. Yeah, really good ones too. Yeah, and Greek life definitely kids. Greek life, and my kids should rush if they're chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should rush, yeah. but they, but there won't be college, but there will be Greek life. There will yes. be a frat in every town. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> and hazing and stuff like that, but. The hazing is going to be worse. The hazing is going to be worse. And by the end of it, you're not going to be in the frat. So it's just going to be hazing. There's just going to be houses you go and you just get tortured and you have to drink a lot of alcohol <laughs> and kiss and do sort of homoerotic stuff. Make forever friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Sir, this- you were in a fraternity. I or- was in a fraternity. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I'll say this, that I do worry about like, I don't know. It's just it's such a horrible atmosphere being in a fraternity, even though I was in an alternative fraternity. It still replicates the same kind of shitty stuff. And I do sometimes wonder, like, was, will someone who has really bad memories of the fraternity ever post them on Facebook? And then I will need to say sorry to someone. I don't know. I didn't. Wait, did, was there bad stuff, even though you were in an artsy fartsy fraternity? There was bad stuff just in that, like, not everybody ultimately wanted to be friends with each other. And I think, like, it was cliquish and, like, people felt bad and were left out. So... I don't know. Sounds like normal yeah. friend stuff. Yeah. yeah. But How do you it deal sounds with like that? normal friend stuff. Sounds like normal friend stuff. Only you're like all in a house together and you can really see 
who's friends and who's not you know well, that's it's, why that's, that's why you torture it. freshmen this is supposed to make you friends yeah i was gonna say sarah the thing that the thing that's bad about frats is not that they are uh, clicky and that some people get left <laughs> out of uh little clicks uh, that's, not, that's not what people have a problem with that's not the toxic the toxic rebirth no. culture? Shit. No. no. Something worse? It's it's much worse than that. No. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Have you ever heard of drinking? <laughs> oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but not that it would be bad. Have you ever heard of smoking? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever heard of waking up really early to do exercise? No. <laughs> <laughs> do friends do that? I don't think so. To do mm. exercise? That's sports teams. Know. Man, sports teams. Yeah, (laughs) that's the army, Felipe. (laughs) (laughs) I was. Yes, I was thinking of the army, thinking of the United States Army. Um, Frats do do that. Carly says frats wake up uh, early to exercise. (laughs) That seems I feel like why not? I mean, if you're living in a house with a bunch of guys, someone's going to be like, let's go running. I don't care if it's a frat or not. Forced calisthenics. Exactly. Forced calisthenics. Hmm. That sounds not half bad. This week for me was like, was like all of the specters came out. I was just all of my specters. Uh, you were in a gloom. Came out to play. Yeah, Damn. I felt like um, like I have I have like a whole menu of things that that make me sad and give me anxiety. And they <laughs> sort of they sort of mix and match. You know, one week on, one week off. And you one choose between them. Hmm. I choose between them. There's a yeah. drop down menu. Mm-hmm. And then this week it was like they all someone clicked on all of them damn they all they all came out to play the other day i was just working and i was i was like fuck like you know climate change and then i was like fuck you know this relationship that's bad and then fuck like it was it was just one after the other what was going on and they weren't related it wasn't like climate change brought me it wasn't like oh climate change reminds me of it was just like they were like in a line they were standing in line to the club and each one coming in. Fuck. And in it was all time. compounding. You know, that the, the climate change didn't make you feel like, oh, maybe the relationship with the friend thing isn't that right, big of a deal. Think, <laughs> right. Like, oh, this relationship is not good, but luckily climate change is going to make it to wipe it all away. Yeah. Wipe it, yes. Wipe away our sins. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, it yes. It, it, you, all of these contradictory uh, anxieties, you know, you'd think that the climate change would give me perspective on the relationship, but in fact, this was not what was happening. Uh, the climate change gave way to like much pettier wow. anxieties. I sometimes feel that where I'm like, I'm thinking about climate change and I'm thinking about the end of the world. I'm thinking about the horrible political situation. I'm like, well, at least we have love. And then I remember that ah. I'm single and that I won't be able to actually bank on um, that love. So, or at least not, you know, to have a one-to-one person who's really committed to your survival intensively, I won't have that. So it bums me I out think, further. I think you're defining love pretty narrowly though. I think there's oh, a yeah. lot of people who Well, I think there's only you. one kind of love that matters and that's the love between um, a girlfriend a and a and boyfriend. A <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I hear you. I mean, I, that is kind of the cop out. I'll start freaking out and I'm like, well, at least I got my friends. Yeah. And it's true. At least I, mean, I do like, got my uh, friends. But sometimes they really, really make me annoyed and, and angry. It's so true. I can't well, count on all them it either. Takes is, all it takes is for me to have two bad conversations with two people. And my health bar goes all the way down. You know, if you're like, at least I got <laughs> my friends, row. and you're like, yeah, but I'm kind of pissed at one person. I'm kind of pissed at this other person, and suddenly your critical condition. The whole thing, the whole foundation is shooken. Yeah. Yeah. True. Truly. What? How would you like get experience points, Felipe, so your health bar wouldn't go down so quickly? 
Um, I mean, do should you really, I be like training you in the morning by like um? I think having every, time I, every time I kill a new person, I get experience points, especially if they're very hard and challenging to kill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, my that's XP a good point. Bar goes mm. up. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, I can have more mana. Felipe, when you said specters are came out this week, I imagined waking up at two in the morning and walking outside of my room, and you're in a little nightgown and you're swatting things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, I want to yeah, say nice. this. Oh, go now you go. No, go ahead. I had I was going to make some shit up that wasn't funny. Go on. I saw a ghost this week. I Whoa. for the first time ever. Say say Wait. more. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Um, I don't Did you kill it? I think, uh, XP points. I woke up in the middle of the night and I saw someone in my room um kind of standing over bent over my bed and I mm. like sitting for no. a second. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I was was thinking, should I say get out or should I say who are you? Um, <laughs> and um, in the second that I spent sort of thinking over my options, I was kind of frozen. And then it, I sort of like dissipated. It was like a dark figure, you know, and then it was gone. And then I went to back to sleep. And then the next morning I woke up and I didn't remember it. And then I was reading a book and there was a mention of seeing a ghost in the book. And I was like, oh, fuck that ghost. I, I saw that ghost last night. Um, so I don't know. It just was really strange. Did you get a good look? I got a good look, but I have a really bad visual memory. So I'm already starting to lose the the picture of it. But I'm certain was that I old, saw it. Young? Was he was cute? old. He's scarecrow like sort of a scarecrow like figure. Mm. Yeah. Like from Batman? Um, no, like in a, a field guarding over like a pumpkin. Yeah, regular ass yeah. scarecrow. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. Huh. It was just really weird because I even Who though I don't believe you? in ghosts, I saw and I was like, oh, this is what's Seeing a ghost, that's what this is called when you see a shadowy did figure it, did in your room. Did it make room. you scared? Yeah, it made me a little scared, but um, ultimately I didn't feel like a malevolence. Sometimes people say you feel a real malevolence from a bad ghost, and I didn't feel that. That's yeah. wild. If I saw, no matter, I, there is no go, there's no amount of friendly a ghost could be for me to not feel scared to see one. <laughs> really? <laughs> what, I mean, imagine what? if, okay, imagine if there was just a guy in your house, and you said, who are you? And he said, I'm friendly, I'm friendly. <laughs> I, I would um don't worry i'm friendly <laughs> you know i actually i actually saw a ghost uh, last week too oh yeah what what happened what happened felipe i was sleeping in my bed and uh i heard something and i felt a chill and i opened my eyes and i saw a horse and I think it was the ghost of a horse that had died. Oh, fuck. And he had come to the house. <laughs> Damn. With male or female? He had a, he had a big Big old dick? Yeah, a big <laughs> ass penis. Dick. But you Not don't think scary. It, but animals do die and become ghosts and haunt people as well. And they go places that they couldn't go when they were alive, like inside of a New York City yeah, apartment it, it and galloped and, But it galloped sort of this way, but it sort of flew diagonally into the house. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, it was like a, yeah, a Connecticut horse. 2D. It was yeah. a horse from Connecticut. He, uh, yeah, yeah, it galloped all the way down uh, I ninety four. Well, that couldn't have been scary at all because that's sort of cool and fun. I would think that would be very sweet. It's I, true. Yeah, I like the idea of seeing a ghost and they're like, "Who are you?" You know. <laughs> well, isn't that the plot of that movie where the whole family there's ghosts in the family's house, but then they realize they're the ghosts? 
No, but that's a great idea for a movie. I don't Isn't think that anyone's kind of written sixth that. Sense? And it's and it's good that it's a good idea because it's been made. No, it's not the sixth. <laughs> I mean, the sixth sense does have a similar premise, but it's there. It's like uh, they're um, no the one's made that. Era. No one's made that. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Am I on the podcast right now? <laughs> We're on the podcast. Are you guys we should cut to this me? out. Yeah. Oh. I was doing a bit where I was a ghost. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, I wish Sam you had told me if you knew that that was a bit he was doing because I didn't get it. Sarah, he's doing a bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Speaking see. of movie premises, I watched a movie this week. I kind of already posted about this, but I watched a movie this week called The 13th Floor, and it was about these computer uh engineers in the in the mid 90s it, it the movie was made in the late 90s and it takes place in the late 90s and they like have created this like computer that you can jack into and it takes you to a whole different reality of los angeles in the 1920s and then they slowly come to realize that Which, they when you are, told me that it's it it's so lame that that's what they created totally, the virtual totally, yeah, world. Yeah, no, he, he's like everyone. Like when they go into the computer, they become like dapper whiskey gentlemen in like the nineteen twenties <laughs> with like <laughs> monocles and shit. I'm like, this that's sucks. So this dopey. Well, it, also, it reminds me of when I saw when I saw Inception, and I was like, I was like, this is what they chose. Like when you dream, you you have a gun and you're like in a base. Like that's what the. That's what how they chose to depict dreams. Yes, yes. No, I, I was always troubled by that too. The a lack of imagination in Inception that you would just imagine uh, an action movie setting. You guys didn't like Inception. Oh, not that no, much. I, I actually no. I'll say it, man. I I thought it was cool when I saw it. Yeah, hell yeah, because it, it is, and it was. It That's cool. right. When I saw it, I was like, I was maybe this was pretentious, but I was a real like, I really like Synecdoche, New York, and I remember seeing Inception and thinking, oh, this is like not. I mean, obviously, Synecdoche, New York is not really like a smart person movie. It's like a fake smart person movie, but but Inception is even more of a fake smart person movie. And it's and Synecdoche is kind of about dreams. And I was like, oh, that's such a more much in, more interesting depiction of dreams mm. than Inception. Well, I like how accessible Inception is. It's for everybody. It's not just yeah, for the wicked smart movie. people. Yeah, it's for everybody to be able to watch it and, and think, get it. I think art should only be available to a select few. Oh, mm. yeah. <laughs> Mm. 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 and the uh, twist should be so convoluted <laughs> in in thriller movies that only the top one percent of minds can unravel them uh movies should be like 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 uh, fantasy world dungeons where only the best can sort of get through each one of its twists and turns well mm. that's not what this movie was like <laughs> it was, mm. well, go on. i could see everything coming a mile ahead carly says synecdoche new york sucks <laughs> well there <laughs> no there we go then I need to rewatch it. It would be really cool if you like Synecdoche and The Dark Knight. Go on, Sam. Sorry, I don't mean to keep interrupting you. Um, it was so they real they come to realize that they are also in a simulation, and what you've been understood to be reality is in fact a simulation. And there's like a ne a, a higher reality that you don't under haven't seen yet, in which characters are like jacking into the reality that you thought was the the base reality and it's exactly like the matrix it's like we're living in a in a fake world um and there's another real world and and it's it's been created by computers and stuff like that and there's like six or seven of these 
movies that were created in like the late 90s that like sent center around this like plato's cave sort of premise that like we are lost in in a simulation of reality and you can escape it certain people can and it's all linked to like sort of cyberspace and i i think like early experiences of being on the internet and it and I was thinking as I was watching the movie how silly it would have been to have like logged into Netscape in the mid 90s and like clicked on a piece of text and like the text goes bold and you're like, well, I guess the robots have made everything. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we are living in a simulation, huh? (laughs) Yeah, you're like, you play Mist on the Mac, on like the, the, the original Mac, and you're like, Fuck, the the line between reality and the cyber world has been forever blurred. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. You're playing, you're playing uh, Wolf and Castle Wolfenstein, and you think this yeah. is it. I've lost, I've lost my grip on the real world. <laughs> what is real? Me or the Minesweeper interface? You go into the kitchen and you pour yourself a glass of orange juice and you start pouring and pouring and the orange juice overfills the glass and you're just like, none of this matters. This is all fake. Yeah, and you think, think, oh, for a moment there, I thought that I was in Toy Story the movie. (laughs) But I was actually just watching it, yeah. Yeah, I was just watching it. Um, do you guys uh, hope that this is a simulation that there's another real reality that we can be in or do you kind of like this way we have it I kind of like it I kind of like it yeah I mean I think either way it's like you know I know I, it, it feels it feels good when the breeze is on my skin and uh, yes. I like my friends so why would it matter yes that's right I Sam? F- felt I felt like I was born with like a pretty athletic body and that doesn't really benefit <laughs> me in any way in this reality. That has nothing to do with this question. <laughs> no, it does, Sarah. It does. I So I hope if there's an actually another real reality, it's like maybe it's a little more like like a kind of warrior culture. You and you're know? afraid that you might be weak in that reality or oh, you no, think you're too I, strong for this world? I would be, I would be awesome in that reality. <laughs> I have a hard yeah. time paying attention and like sitting for long periods of times. So I'm hoping that there's another realer reality where, you know, you get to like run around and kill people. Yes, I do hope there's something else. I mean, is this is really all that we're, there's going to be? I mean, I've only been to three other countries, but it seems like this reality is a little bit limited. What do you what would be more more? Um, do you think that the reality out, you know, if we could transcend, do you think it would be like just another planet Earth, but you, you, you yeah, can jump a little higher and you can run faster and you have infinite lives? Or is it like you're like a particle and you're like vibrating and you can. Feel I would something? think there would be more dramatic tension, more quests. It just feels like nothing. A lot of sure. often nothing's really happening. You'd have mm. a boyfriend. I would have a boyfriend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every quest. Yeah. You and we would go on quests to together. Get a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. We'd have know, more viewers on the stream. Yeah, Sarah, that's very true. Sarah, in, in Europe, people really know how to like relax and like slow down and stuff. Oh yeah, things so are like a little maybe, different over there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should, maybe you should go over there and and check it out. You know, yeah. I'm gonna move to well, London. If, you, if you've ever been to Switzerland, if you've ever been to Switzerland, that does feel like you're in a different reality. Let me tell you, eighty dollars for yeah for a fish meal. This is that's out of this world. Yeah, that's out of this world. 
out of this world. Do you think Ellen's going to go, uh, she's going to end her show? Um, well, what's funny is I saw that, uh, uh, I don't even know if this is really checks out or not, that James Corden was being considered as a replacement for Ellen. And James Corden is also like open secret, famously an asshole who's mean to the people he works with. I think, I think, I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe he want maybe he wants to do like when a kid goes to a new, a new middle school and it's like, I can start over from scratch here. Maybe I can be a whole new guy, <laughs> which does work, and you can do that. <laughs> yes, yeah. it always works out when you do it in middle school. Yes, if you have a really Jim- good idea. <laughs> James Corden starts wearing like like um like Lakers jerseys and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I respect I respect Ellen though because I have had that feeling where where people like start getting mad at you and then you're like. You know what? I'm jumping ship. I'm not going to try to fix this. I've heard <laughs> this she ha- she had, hasn't wanted to do the show for like quite a while. Mm. Then perfect, perfect exit strategy. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of celebrities are happy to be canceled because they're like, I wanted I wanted to end anyways. Yeah, come on in the show, guys. If you want to get canceled, <laughs> come on the Reason Man podcast. Do it here. Yeah. Hmm. So Someone's asking. It, go. Well, I, I, I mean, I actually don't really know how much I want to talk about cancel culture, but it's, but it's, it's so much different when people get canceled who like really make their living doing the th- being on the internet, you know? Um, I guess that's obvious, but it's like, like that's part it, of the, the deal. If you're an internet celebrity, right? Is to ride the waves of people's very like criticism. Is that what you're saying? But I guess what what I'm reflecting on is Felipe saying that a lot of celebrities are down to get canceled because it doesn't matter to them precisely because like they've already made their money. Mm. Um, And it's it's. uh, Yeah, I guess it's just like and that's I think when people say like, oh, canceling doesn't work, it's like it's they're talking about those people. Right. Because they just get like parachute packages and then just like exit. But, it seems like they won't go quietly though for some reason i feel like it's the opposite like for some reason they can't let it go they're like addicted to being celebrities still like if i was a touring stand-up comedian right now and i'd already made several million dollars and coronavirus is happening i would probably retire right but i like hear all these comedians on podcasts being like damn this sucks so much not being able to tour at 45 years old like wow. hang out with your kids <laughs> I have to right? hang out with my kids yeah exactly yeah. yeah i have to find out who my spouse is yeah, yeah. terrible terrible stuff I don't know. Hmm. Big time. Well, I'm sad that she's mean. Sad that she's mean because she's likable uh, when she's playing her character. Yeah, she is likable. And that show is very sweet and delightful. I remember watching that show. Like if you stayed home sick from school, I feel like it was on at like two o'clock in the afternoon or something. You could watch it like the repeats of it all day long. Hmm. Um, Never seen it. But I believe it. It's a lot of dancing and playing games. And it made me wonder to find out that she's mean. Like, she has, like, recurring characters that are, like, these two little girls that dress up like princesses and, like, love to sing and dance. Like, does she actually not like them or want them? She acts so excited when they go on. She has two little girls that sing and dance like princesses? Yeah, they're, like, sort of people from the internet who came on as guests when they were, like, um, viral. And then Ellen, like, liked them so much that they're invited to come back, like, whenever they want. Now you're gonna fucking sing and dance on my show. (laughs) (laughs) How old are they now? I don't know how old they are now, but they were, like, six and seven. They still do it. 
Yeah, I I, I can't answer it's all the these questions. Four hundred fiftieth time we're gonna sing and dance <laughs> my fucking show. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, did she actually was she charmed by those little girls, or is that also sort of part of the? Um, you know, they probably like a producer was charmed was like, by them. Let's bring them back in. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to tell. Mm. I mean, for no reason. <laughs> um, uh, Chris was saying that Michelle Obama got a podcast too. Wow. Did you guys listen to it? No. I haven't listened to an app yet. I heard like a bit of it and it was, it was her with Barack Obama. Of course, she gets the fire guest right away. Um, and uh, I mean, of course, your pod- people are going to listen to your podcast if you can get Barack Obama on the, by the way, yo, I sent Shame a picture of this. There's a picture of Barack Obama. He's torqued. He is so big. That's cool. He's been working out. Wait, I'm going to put a picture of this because I could not believe it. I was like, is this... Is this really what Obama looks like? Let's find it. But uh, anyways, they were just on the podcast and, um, you know, and they were like, uh, young people don't vote because they, I don't know. Just, just say some bullshit. Just say some bullshit. Say some bullshit where it's like, fuck you. I don't care. I don't care. I just don't care. Wow. Um, that's, uh, that really, those people are really, what if they were like a, a, a riff podcast, you know? I wish. He's like, he's like doing these shitty bits and she's not, and she has like bitch things she wants to talk. She wants to talk about the news and he keeps being like, oh, what if, what if Ellen was fucking a dog? I'm going to find this picture. Um, Let me see. Do you think that Obama is actually sad for us, the American people who he once said that he, you know, he cared so much about us. Like if he's worried about us when he goes to sleep at night, he's like, all my people. Wait, can people see this on the uh, on the stream? Let's see. Yeah, I can see that. But I can't see the arms. Damn, look at that. Is this real? I can't tell. That's insane if that's real. People would not have messed with him the way they did during his presidency if he looked like that. Is this real? (laughs) Mitch McConnell would not have done what he did. He he's he's juicing. He has to be juicing or something. That's cr- really crazy. I'm surprised his team lets him do that. <laughs> obviously fake. Someone says obviously That's fake. Alex says it's obviously fake. I don't think so. Then why does it exist, Alex, if it's obviously fake? I don't know. I'm looking at it. Let me look at the screen closely. Well, the man in the back is turning his eyes away because he's so amazed. I am not really s- of it, of Barack Obama's fake, arms. If it's fake, I'm not seeing the seams of this image. <laughs> I'm not really seeing this. Let me just make it bigger on the chat. Oh fuck. I'm fucking up the I'm fucking up the uh the chat. Wait. I'm not seeing the seams on this image. Do people see it? Damn he looks tired. S- he does look a little sad in this, Sarah. To answer my question. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he's probably completely happy with how he um, he and Michelle Obama like are largely like beloved like figures in the Democratic Party and nationally. And that like I think what he worries about is like how to keep and retain that power. Mm. But his predominant kind of emotional feeling is that little emoji that has the three little hearts around it. That's like. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you think he's sad for Americans because we're because we're kind of roughing it right now? Yes, I wonder if he's worried about us. 
because he used to be the president. He used to really care. And now he's kind of checked out. Sometimes it can be too much if you have like a difficult friend or something who causes you a lot of worry at a certain point to say, I can't worry about that anymore. You know, a difficult son. Um, but does Obama as an ex-president worry about us, his 300 million American children? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know how true this is, but he's sort of credited for getting the Democratic Party to coalesce around Biden. I don't know how true that is, but essentially, like he did, he yes. did sort of he squash cares. Bernie. Because he wants the best for us. Yeah. I mean, I guess according to his worldview, yeah, that's what he was doing. Hmm. But I mean, how much could he care? He's out there getting torqued. Yeah. He should be out there hitting the books. <laughs> and, um,. Tokyo Megaplex says that they can see from the pixels that it's fake. Hmm. Tokyo Megaplex, just because he just because he's he's a master of 3D simulation animation, he can he can really work Houdini. Doesn't mean you know everything about images. Doesn't mean you know everything about. I mean, why wouldn't the president get torqued? He's got all the time in the world. Michelle has to stop him from stepping in every day. Aww. I like the Trump. idea. Yeah. I like the idea of Barack Obama being president and he's like, the gym is really nice in the White House. And he like <laughs> always wants to spend a little more time in there than uh, he's yeah. allowed. Like when you're hanging out with Felipe and he's always in the back of his head thinking he wants to go home and play his video game. And you're like, you <laughs> yeah. can only cut so much into that time with the other stuff. Yeah, totally. yeah at the end of the day. Totally. You get like a steam room and a hot tub, like spa style amenities, and you just don't get to use them ever. <sighs> Tough. Wait, does the does the White House have all that shit? That's a bowling yeah, the White alley. House has like yeah. a bowling alley. Damn. Yeah, but I think it's one of those things where it's like actually not that nice. You know, like I'm sure it's yeah. having a bowling yeah. alley might even speak to how it's actually not that nice. Like it's so funny <laughs> if he was like like day three, he's like so can I go down into the bowling alley now? <laughs> I feel like I feel like every president just gets really excited to use the bowling alley right away. And they're like, yeah. oh, yes, I'm going to every time I want to take a little break, I'm going to hit the bowling alley. Yeah. And then like a week goes by and they're over the bowling alley. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine like on the White House lawn, like in the back, like you see Obama just like jumping on a trampoline. <laughs> just joy joylessly. Absolutely yeah, exactly. joylessly. Exactly. Three security guards like standing yeah. fifteen feet away <laughs> looking out. Ah <laughs> oh, man. Man, I was thinking about just this feeling I was having this week where I like it felt I felt like dislodged from reality in a way like I kept reading all of these really like apocalyptic news and seeing them on the on my phone and like not being able to understand like what was happening. I was like, mm. it like felt absurd. Like that's the I, I, there, I can't describe it any other way. Like just things sort of felt absurd this week. I was mm. like, what? What is like just silly or Can like? Can you give us the first thing that ticked it off? I don't know. I mean, I, I just think it was like, I guess, it, I guess the sort of dumbest way to put it is like, you see a Twitter conversation about Ellen, and then you like step back, and you're like, this is so classic, right? Everybody's like, like apocalypse is coming, and we're talking about blah blah blah. But yeah, but <laughs> there are moments when that hits you where. 
you know, and I'm not going to like, I'm not going to, because, you know, we're on, we like, everybody likes to talk about frivolous stuff and you like want to live your life and like, you know, occupy your mind with gossip. Like that makes sense. But, but I thought, but suddenly like the, the reality, like those two realities sort of coexisted in my mind. And then I was like, I felt like, um, I don't know, like I, like I had certainly dislodged from reality. Mm. I was like, what is happening? Like, is yeah. This- real like i, I don't know it's, I, it sounds like a like stoner thoughts or something no, but i really it, did feel it felt vertiginous like i was falling through the sky yeah you can understand hmm. 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 and the thread is gone yeah no it's a really weird feeling i'm trying to think I, I didn't really feel that way this past week though i did spend a lot of time again just like the hours just go by i don't even remember what i spend the time doing it just like flows around me like a river um and yeah, I know that feeling, though. I mean, we've talked about like what it feels like to have an anxiety attack before and how it's kind of like the fabric of reality. You're like, am I watching a movie or I'm looking at my actual life or like, yeah. I, am I real? Yeah, it's just like a really disorienting feeling. I don't know. Hmm. 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 Yeah. And then I was telling you guys, this isn't like particularly funny, but I like heard the song and like it was this it was this guy's like Tiny Desk concert and the first song like it was really affecting me and i heard it like all day long like over and over and over and it that doesn't you know often for things to affect you you have to hear them a while and let them sort of sit and then suddenly you start creating associations but somehow like right away something about the sound of the song was like i don't know it just made me project all this stuff onto it and and get like really sad or something i mean in a good way like that was actually a nice feeling i felt like really like uh, oh like this is a nice emotion to have right now even though it was painful do do you guys think you have you there's like emotions build up and you kind of have to feel them like getting antsy about like let's say not moving your body or something like that and so like when you have emotions you you they build up and you sort of have to feel them I would think that, but I've felt the the opposite. Sometimes I'm angry about something and I know I need to talk to the person about it, but I let it sit long enough. It just goes away and I forget it. You know, it's something true. Like and, if that. That, and if that were you're saying like emotions are just sort of balance each other out, like your body knows when you should feel X, Y and Z. And you've but the truth is that you don't feel emotions in equal measure. You know, some people are like, I wish I felt happy more yeah. often than they don't. And I don't think it's like energy, you know, can't be created or destroyed. You can really there. Emotions are mutable and you can mute them down. I don't know. But then sometimes I'm like, oh, okay. I have to cry. Okay. Hmm? Okay, you guys. <laughs> um, okay. Bro, you never, you never felt an emotion in your life, Sam. Fine. You whatever. never felt a, a damn emotion in your life. It's fine. I just, whatever. I just thought maybe they would build up. You're simple if you, yeah, that's wrong. Well, okay. Okay. Fine. Bro, if, if someone, if someone cut you open, you just be, you're just stone inside I, all the I way know. down. I know. Shut up. Let's move on. Like <laughs> the people want to know what the song was. It was called with nothing much to show for it by Eve Barzillet of a band called Clem Snide. Hmm. Yeah, I'll say this. Maybe I someone will listen to it and be like, Philippe is a pussy. No yeah. way. I would never feel anything from this song. But I did. It was corny, but I liked it. Singer songwritery. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. what, what do you think about this, guys? <laughs> that, like, Try it some, out. Sometimes Sam comes back to the shot. ring. Yeah. Sam comes back to the ring. All right, sometimes brother. you want to feel f- sad, but you can't really identify like a good object to surround your sadness. Yeah. So, oh, you, yeah. so you read a headline and you're like, damn. 
you know, the Ellen headline was really bumming me out, you know, and then and that kind of ticks it off. But like, it's hard to identify the genesis for our emotions, but we need to sort of like have them anyway when they come up, you know? No, I, I think that's true. And often I realize that like I'm feeling anxiety and it's not about a specific thing. It's just like I'm feeling the anxiety and then I choose things to have Decide it about. to be anxious I'll, about. Yeah, I'll say this. I felt sad for Herman Cain dying. Hmm. why or like why? i mean not that i don't but i didn't process I mean, it you would like the normal <laughs> the normal the normal way to feel about it would be either you don't care or happy because he's conservative and he's probably done something bad i'm sure but he died from covid and every t- and they posted all these pictures of and he was like a weirdo like he believes that the pyramids were i don't know 200 years old you know shit like that like he was like a um like a strange dude who believed strange stuff and they just posted all these pictures of him with his big dopey grin and i couldn't help but sort of and i know he was like a smart guy actually he was like uh like a neurosurgeon and a business like he had all these he had all these like um bona fides and and i i guess he was like a very successful dude but all the pictures they posted he was he had this dopey little grin and he was sort of smiling and i kept thinking about how he mm-hmm. believes like the pyramids are 200 years old or whatever mm-hmm. and i was like this poor dummy the pyramids just got covid and fu- and died. It made me. I don't know. I just felt sorry for him. Yeah. Yeah. It was, he was interesting. A pathetic figure. He was really like uh, the personification of a thing that I think people on the left or maybe even moderates have really wanted. Of like, you know, these conservatives who denied the con- the coronavirus, and then none of them seem to ever get it, and they just want one person who like denies the coronavirus to get True. coronavirus and die. And then finally, True. Herman Cain was that person. And they were like, got him. Uh, but then it did yeah. feel sort of um mean. <laughs> like, he, but he died. Oh. That's, yeah, I know, and, think, and, and the thing is that he wasn't the right guy because people don't know that much. He people don't know if he's done bad stuff. He probably has done something bad, but I don't know about it. But it, you know, it wasn't wow. Trump or Stephen. You know, any of those bad people. Yeah, I never would have thought that Herman Cain's death would affect you so much. <laughs> apparently, apparently, the the co-founder of Turning Point USA, a uh, 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 youth conservative organization, also died. And I'm like, sure, fine, happy about that. But like, I didn't know the guy, so I don't care. So that is out of my mind. But Herman Cain, but Herman Cain. I saw him on the, I saw him on the debates. Uh, you know. Yeah, I feel like he had like a Me Too thing like before Me Too happened, like really? in the mid two thousands. Yeah, mm. I dare. I I'm scared to to bring it up because I'm not sure. Not sure. Well, but dude, there, if you the find out that it was Felipe. another black politician, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to your room and I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, that's gonna be trouble then, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're I'm not gonna, gonna slice you in half. Yeah, we can't let that ride. <laughs> Um, I was going to say about the thing, just your general uh, dissociating and like weird feeling this week and the specters and stuff. I feel like I've gotten a little too loose with reality of like where I really think like we're at the end of times. You can't take the future seriously. Nothing we thought mattered is important. And so I don't even separate my checking account from my savings account. All my money's in my checking account. Like I just don't think. Yeah. Right. Like there's no what am I saving for? There's nothing. And like I'm unemployed now. I'm not looking for another job proactively. Other people I know are applying for jobs i'm just like what well, <laughs> get I, another job I, my dad the other day was like oh you should get a roth ira or whatever like a 401k or something and i was like why would i do that like i really and i sort of said it as a joke i was kind of trying the idea out i was like i don't i don't think i don't think there's gonna be anything down the road and he was like 
don't be an idiot. And it was sort of like a thing where he was like, look, that's all fun. That's all fun to say, but there write will a novel be. You about, should do this. Write speculative fiction, sure. But you ultimately, you have to separate your checking from your savings. Yeah. Well, I hope, I mean, I think that if, if, if things do get fucked before I figure out how to set up a 401k, then, you know, it'll be like, okay, I'm glad I didn't put in that effort and I yeah. used it for something else because money now, you know, yeah. you can put it in a wheelbarrow and it's, and it, uh, it is valued less than paper or something, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You use it to, to wallpaper your house. Um, yeah, I'm just worried that I'm going to get kind of boned by this in the end where like I feel like I'm really in touch with the zeitgeist or the fabric of reality right now. Where I'm like, oh, it's unraveling. But in the end, I'm going to get fucked by not having any savings and not having a job. And other people will have been less aware of um, they won't have their thumb on the pulse of what's happening. And then, then if it turns out I'm wrong, I don't know, then I'll just be a, a crazy person doesn't have any money. I'm, yeah, think, I feel briefly I just want to step in and say I feel vindicated because uh, Herman Cain did have sexual assault allegations put against him in 2011. Really? Yes. Do you want to detail them? The sexual misconduct accusations against him first emerged in 2011 when long-shot campaign for the Republican presidential nomination was gained traction and he was briefly propelled to the top of the polls. He denied the claims, denouncing them as a political hit job. See, man, what a, no, there's nothing new under the sun, you know? This was before we believed women in 2005. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Hmm. I'll say a different subject. Or does someone want to say about that? No, hey, I mean, what are we even talking about? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm I, not don't sure. Even know what, I don't even know what would be you the You guys were talking about subject. merging your bank accounts? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's I, guess, right. I guess I was just going to say, like, I guess what you're imagining is that we indeed we do go through, like, a cataclysm event. But then that lasts like 10, 20 years and then we come back out and then and they're like, good news, money is worth what it used to be. And if yes. you have a bank account, that's all good. Yes. And if you had the Roth IRA, we're yes. just do the paperwork. You Your Roth IRA is good. Yes. And, and then the survivors like go to the bank in the ruins of the world and they're like, good thing I did this yeah. before everything yes. happened. And those of us who knew and who saw, we won't be honored or rewarded in any way. We'll just have to suffer. Yeah, it's the burden of knowing. Whereas this, the idiots, the idiots will be carried. There will be carried by the wind. They keep building up their pile, a bigger pile than the next person, and then they get the pile at the end. That's a shame. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to live in a way for the new world, for the world that I want to live in, where people don't have to work, um, and you don't have to have savings. So I keep. Well, I'll, Sarah, I'll, you're I'll have investing fun. in friends, which is also a kind of um, hedging against an apocalypse. Yeah. So social capital. I'll say that every time I like have I'm having fun with a new thing, I think, you know, if the world's ended at least and I could just do this thing, I would be happy. So I'll be reading and I'm like, I'll be okay because if I just have a book, I'll be happy. And then I'll <laughs> be playing least... a video game and I'm like, if I could just play Rust when the world is then I'll be happy. But I know that if the world ended, all of the servers would go down and you couldn't do it. <laughs> at least the Adobe Creative Cloud suite is still at <laughs> yeah, my exactly. fingertips. <laughs> I've thought that. I was like, I imagine like a post-computer world of dirt. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know any way to make art without the most powerful graphic <laughs> software available. Damn. Wow. Art is truth. It's That's true. Jihad by the sword, jihad by the pen. By the yeah. way, I was told that this even my correction of the stuff I said about Islam was wrong. So Still I need wrong. to just stop talking about Islam on the So pod. we're going to strike that from the topic list. We also, no uh, we're accused of ageism. Um, and so oh, we yeah, apologize fuck. for that. Yeah. 
Uh, we believe in all people of all ages. Sarah, this this past weekend, Sarah was talking to Felipe and I, and she mentioned that she really despised like camp summer camp situations when she was a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you didn't like thrive in them and that you got really like alienated and nervous and stuff. And I'm wondering in, in a kind in a kind of apocalypse situation, do you think your the sort of social skills that you've invested in and sort of the sensitivity you have for people's emotions and willingness to hear them out and the kind of in investment that I think you you can put time into would like pay off? Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure. I've kind of thought about this about being a famous person where I think, God, if I just if the if the human lifespan was increased to 3000 years and I had enough time to become best friends with everyone alive. I think I could be one of the most famous people uh, <laughs> 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 because I think I'm really good at being a best friend. And once I'm your good friend, those people have been very supportive of my work. So if I could just get more best friends, I could get make some money being a comedian. There would be some people that would have met you 2000 years ago that would still have to be thinking about you. I'd still have to be texting them uh, happy Thanksgiving or whatever. And yeah. plus, even like even given the amount of I'm sure that there's it's kind of like a bottle cap fact where it's like, even if you had 3,000 years, you need to meet one person every two minutes. In order to meet every, so you'd just be running from house to house, trying to just trying to charm everybody as quickly as you could. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like I made enough close friends in New York to fill the Raisin Man Arena in real life. And that was really serving me. And now I don't know when we get to the other side of what's happening right now. Will I still have those friends? Will that currency still be worth anything? Or should I have moved on to a larger um, scale? You know, I need to scale this. And I'm worried that my best friendship isn't scalable. Well, if you know, fame is kind of like a friendship with all your fans. <laughs> I think that is that's true. And some Famous people are really good at making their fans feel that way, like Ariana Grande. Yeah. Is she? She's yeah. good at that. She's how? good at that. How? I don't know. She just makes them feel like they're her friends. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, the trick is to uh, try and make a Hollywood producer think that you're best friends with them, you know? Yeah. You think if I texted, if I DM'd Ariana Grande about a problem I had, she would DM me back? That would be the um, real test. That would be the real test. I guess that's what makes a true friend. I think more it's a sort of a one-sided friendship where if she posts that someone hurt her feelings or something, the, her fan base will really go out and find that person and hurt their feelings because um, they take it mm. personally. Yeah. She's got an army, an army yeah. at her disposal. Yeah. I hope everybody that's on the, I hope that's everybody that's on the stream thinks that we're their friends because we are. Because we are. We absolutely are. Yeah. And if someone and if someone slighted us, I hope you would go out and, and yeah. hurt their feelings. Yeah, I was thinking while we were getting ready for the podcast today. Usually I don't think about this, but as I was posting, I was like, who watches me post this podcast ad every week and thinks they are so fucking annoying. Why do yeah. they have a fucking podcast? <laughs> yeah, fuck Shut the her. fuck up. Yeah, fuck, fuck her. her. Really? An hour and a half. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I think the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And most of the time I just put it out of my mind because I'm like, that's really beyond our control to know that. And like, it is what it is. If I feel that way about someone, I try to just mute them so that I don't have to feel that way about anyone. But I don't know. No, I'm con I'm convinced that there are some people who just hate my guts, and I and I just know that every time <laughs> they I hate post, watch your stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. That they every time I post a picture of my outfit, they're sending them to each other and and talking <laughs> about like, how much they, they think the outfit it. sucks. Yeah, yeah that's, that's me and Sarah, dude. That's yeah. me and Sarah. Oh! <laughs>
<laughs> Damn. Oh, man. And Pedro and Seth Simons. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Another thing about and getting Carly. famous that I wanted to say that I've been thinking Please. about is Please. I feel like um, a big part of the narrative of trying to do a career like becoming a comedian or a musician or something is that people have to not believe in you. Everyone in my life believes in me. Um, or at least they communicate to me believing in me. I don't have any story of like, every, nope, they told me I couldn't do it, but I believed in myself. Like, I don't, I don't, I've never had that happen. And I also feel like all of my friends, like I have a lot of friends who are experimental performance artists. Their parents believe in them. Their grandparents believe in them. Like there's no um, generational divide whereby <laughs> they're like, come on, get a real job or anything like that. They're like, follow your heart. This is sick. And I think that, I don't know what the effect of that will be long-term. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that if too many people tell you that they believe in you, you start thinking that feeling crazy, you know, you're like, you know, <laughs> corny, this can't be for right. sure. Yeah, it's stupid. But I always think about Eminem as somebody that seems to have that had a lot of people that didn't believe in him. And he's oh, pretty yeah. mad about it. Hmm. And he showed them. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Y'all, if you doubt me, I'm a white boy. I'll say it proudly. You will be a famous performance artist, Eminem. <laughs> yeah. I just remember in college going to University of Michigan to see my friend Emma's big performance art thesis show and like with her with their um performance group. And one of the part of the performance was they all took their like um vibrators and they turned them on and they like tied them from long strings from the ceiling and they had them just like vibrating and hitting against each other. Um and I just remember seeing like all of their grandparents there, like looking at that, and their grandparents were like, "Fantastic, nice. fantastic, yeah." <laughs> Why won't any of you become a rapper? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I just feel like that's it's not the seventies anymore, folks. Everyone's parents yeah. like want them to be pastel artists. Yeah, taking scrolls out of their vagina, like. I Caroline it was, but I remember stuff. someone I was with a friend. I, I hope I'm not like, I mean, I guess I'm not saying names, but I hope I don't make anyone, I don't offend anyone by bringing this up or that the person who actually did this. But I remember being with someone who was like, yeah, apparently my friend for a class project just like masturbated in front of her class and she's really upset about it. And I was like, why'd she do that? Like, <laughs> she didn't want to do it. Why did she do it? Um, but yeah, I, I was like, that sounds miserable. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like, like I couldn't think of a worse experience than to have masturbated in front of your class and to be unhappy I, about it after. It. I did some dumb shit like that in college. Did you masturbate in front of your class? I'll, I'll say it. Um, no, I, I actually simulated very briefly masturbating in a video. That I, mm. I showed to a class. So mm. kind of, yeah. Where's that video? Um, in, in my hard drive, I guess. Um, I, I, di I did one where I put myself in a cage naked and filmed myself in various parts of campus. Like real dumb shit like that. Dude, if we and had I a Patreon, that's first that contender for, for, for <laughs> wow. payroll content. That's awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah, I would love that. Um, it sucked. Did you think it you really were really sucked. doing something cool when you did that? Or you're like, this is, I'm just gonna. I thought, I, I thought I was doing, like, I was like, at least this is interesting. Like, mm. this is an interesting sort of social experiment. Like, like it's dangerous. I think it had an element of danger to it. And so I thought that was cool about it. But I think there was other stuff, like in terms of actual taste, it was lacking. Stupid. In <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. I remember a professor came up to me and was like, 
is this for like an animal rights thing? <laughs> and I had, like while I was in the cage and I was, I had to be like, no, it's for a project. It's for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, for nothing. yeah. it's for a podcast. Damn. Yeah. No, what it, was, the it message? was stupid. Was it about your sexuality? You feel like your sex drive is like your animal and you have to cage your sex drive? I can't remember what what the prompt was for the class. You don't remember what your intention was? (laughs) No, I I think I wanted to get people's reactions. Like, there was one where I was just filming people. (laughs) This sucks so much. I was in the cage filming people walking out of a building and you couldn't see me because the camera was, I was holding the camera and I was just filming their reactions. And a lot of them, there were some people who were like kind of horrified and turned away. There were some people who kind of mugged for the camera. And then the second iteration of the project or, or like, like step two of the video was you could f- see the cage, but you, you couldn't see me in it because it had a wall on three sides. And I was outside the, the engineering building and felt people just walked by and then two guys took the cage and they started like moving the ca- the cage around um that was not part of it that was not planned that was not part of it yeah yeah wow i, I remember i remember definitely trying to do sort of weirdo stuff when i was in art school and one that one that kind of came to mind was that once i i really liked sort of be like self-disclosure and like confessing things and like burying myself like i thought that that was the move I don't think it's the move anymore. Or no, psych. I kind of do. I mean, I thought. I thought. I guess I this pot. You know, in the podcast. But uh, I. Uh, I made. Wait. What are you going to say? I was surprised that you said that, and then you took it back immediately. <laughs> so, oh yes. No. No. Yeah. No. I guess I do. I guess I am into self disclosure. But, but like in a more melodramatic way, and like, a, or I don't know. Whatever. Doesn't matter. But anyways, I made this thing where I. So one thing that happened often was that like people loved if you ever did like a performance piece where there was like a, a sort of implied border, which is to say something that the audience wasn't supposed to do in order for the piece to work. So like, imagine if you were, if you were like doing a performance and you operate under the assumption that no one's going to walk on stage and like touch me. Um, you were just like, the performance is this, so, but people loved, they thought it was so clever to like push the boundary and like enter the thing and like touch you. Or if you had like an installation mm. to go into the installation and like break it or something to be like, Hmm, bet you didn't think of this, huh? Yes. And I remember. <laughs> Take your penis out and start jacking <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> this could happen in a real gallery setting. You have to be ready for this to happen. The, the artist is already jacking off. Can <laughs> someone off else start jacking, jacking off? off. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you didn't bank on me doing this, huh? <laughs> but it was just, it was like annoying. It was like a real, it was a real like, um, just know-it-all thing to do. And I remember I did this piece where I made different mp3s that i gave to people on their phones and they would listen to it and they had like instructions so the whole class had these different instructions and sometimes the instructions were the same but sometimes i would like i was like i'm gonna say a secret to you and you can't say it and so i would and so i would say the secret and so different people got different secrets into their 
headphones and some people didn't get secrets. I don't really like remember how it went. It was like not a project that was important at all. But then as but I said on the thing, I I said like I one of the secrets I gave out was that I had a crush on somebody in the class. And as soon as we're walking away, this one asshole, this one person's like, mm, I'm gonna say my the secret, which was that he's has a crush on someone in the class. And I was enraged. I didn't say anything. I was like whatever i should have known what i got myself into but i just hated the person and i thought it was so annoying of them and like it is annoying yeah it is annoying i guess i sort of i sort of asked for it but yeah what is that impulse i mean it's like the same thing that makes people like heckle comedians on the stage like they just know the one thing they're supposed to do is like not talk back or not guess the punchline and they just like can't resist like doing that one thing and just being like now so what now so what now, well, like, you I, think, I, th- I think in art school you're taught to think that like if you do heckle like it's it's somehow at you know like yeah it's like, interesting oh, you, it adds. Yeah. I'm, a- I'm adding to this yeah yeah your art needs to be able to respond to this yeah i don't know but i just mean to speak to like on the individual level like i just wouldn't do that i understand being taught that in art school i still wouldn't do it <laughs> i would just be like i'm not going to be annoying um and it just makes me wonder like oh these people don't have somewhere else to vent this sort of aggressive <laughs> impulse to like do the, the the thing that is annoying to do it's such a public it's situation yeah what if what if mm. you were sh- what if the thing you were showing was just like a regular video like a narrative movie and someone thought they were pulling that trick and they just like screamed through the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> i i was also a kind of guy well, in Sam, high school why are you like underwater your sound I'm not is, underwater. Your sound is oh, I muffled. turned on the air conditioning. Your sound is really muffled. Really? Yeah. Can you Did hear me? Did something change about it? I, I'm using new headphones. Yeah, it makes your sound muffled. Okay, well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to record fine. Can you still hear me a little bit? Yeah, yeah but it's like you're underwater. We're going to get a shitty version of you. Oh, damn. I just, I can't. It's so hot in this room. I can't wear my headphones anymore. Oh, it's dang. like it's wall wet it's around where my I ears. Am too. Sound off in the comments if you don't have air conditioning. <clears throat> Listen, you can turn on the air conditioning. I have my air conditioning on. But I, I could hear it in previous episodes. Maybe it was your air conditioning. <laughs> Should I turn my air conditioning off? I could. He- I've, I've heard it in past episodes. Hmm. I think comfort well, over sound, and the sound quality is in good enough. I think that it's okay if you hear a little bit of air conditioning. Okay, yeah. Well, well guys, yeah. just so you know, my air conditioning's been off. So now that it's on and I'm comfortable, it's going to be a whole different sound. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wish that I was air conditioned really right different. now. I feel tired. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, what were you about to say? I, have, I forgot. This whole sound thing threw me off. Damn. Well, my list of things I wanted to talk about this week is super whack. One of the things on, I can't remember what the point was of this free sidewalk giveaways. Like how much stuff is being given away on the sidewalks right now. That's on my list of stuff to talk about. I can't think of what possibly is interesting about that. Um, (laughs) But there's lots of furniture out on the sidewalks you can get for free. (laughs) Right now. Yeah. Hold on. I'm trying to see if I can turn off my uh, my sound. my uh, air conditioning. Alex says, I'd rather hear the AC than the Sam underwater sound. Okay. I'm switching mics. Rita Wilson at some point gave us a flat face emoji, sort of. And I wonder what yeah, that was in sure response why. to. Hmm. Um, people are giving, people are giving. Um, people are putting their furniture out on the sidewalk. 
Oh, yeah, I guess I was thinking about this. It actually relates to the thing about sort of dissociating from our reality where like people put really expensive furniture out on the sidewalk that usually there's a paywall on. You know, you have to go to Pottery Barn and pay $500 to own it. And then suddenly you realize you can just acquire different things and there is no limitation and you just got to be always out here. Just, yeah, I don't know. This is a stupid point. People were giving free stuff at the park the other day, and I thought about getting yeah. and grabbing some, but then it's just garbage, you know? It's just <laughs> garbage. Somebody's garbage, and then your garbage eventually. Yeah. It's true. Um, what else is whack on your list? Um, you have a list. I watch a documentary called um, Carts of Darkness that's about um, homeless people who are really into riding shopping carts down steep hills. Cool. And, uh, it was cool. But what was funny about mm. it was the filmmaker was a snowboarder who'd gotten into a car accident. He was hit by a drunk driver and he was paraplegic. And he just could not resist throughout the documentary coming on the VO to relate how the shopping cart riding related to his desire to be snowboarding and his car accident that he got in. And it was just so like, you know, when people observe these kind of interesting um, connections in life, but they just can't find any sort of elegant way of conveying it into art. It was like laid so bare. I was like, you have something here. Like, this is an idea. There's something about your personal life and these people's lives. But like what that connection is, you have no interesting way of conveying it at all. And so there's nothing then. And that makes me sad <laughs> when I see that because I'm like, oh, you that feel it. Sad. You feel something that means something. And I want to feel it, too. But you're just so like ham fisted in the way you write and make stuff that uh, doesn't work at all. But the rest of the movie was good. It was good because it was an interesting subject matter. Yeah, but it wasn't artfully done <laughs> imagine the like people making like a documentary about about like tinman square or something like that and the filmmakers like and uh, this reminds me of my iguana that i had as a kid yeah <laughs> standing in front of the tanks was not unlike standing in front of my middle school english teacher <laughs> yeah well, I think it speaks to this thing also we were talking about, about personal disclosures and whether or not they make good art. I think it's really hard for people to resist when they feel some kind of commonality between something they see and something in their own life. They're like, I have to write this into I'm going to do first person journalism and include my reaction to what they were eating for lunch that day and how that related to a lunch I had many years ago. It's just like very annoying to me. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I um. I guess I remember that in high school when uh, we'd read books and then people were, would, you know, connect whatever the catcher in the rye to their own lives. And then the teachers had to discourage. Well, I don't know. Sometimes the whoa, teachers whoa, discourage whoa, whoa, whoa. that. <laughs> <That's> what they do. <laughs> Dude, some of us had lives that were not unlike the catcher in the rye, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I've never read the book, so I assume it's about snowboarding. Pretty much. I okay. More the thing I remember that I wanted to say was I used to do characters like in high school when I would like be at parties sometimes and shit like that. I thought that was a cool thing. You that don't was like do that anymore. Cringe thing. You've told no. me about going to a class in school once as a character, but you haven't. You don't do that now. No, that's because everyone knows me in New York. <laughs> yeah, but you know, sometimes we go to parties and no one knows us there. Yeah, no, I'm joking. There's ample opportunity to meet strangers in New York. Oh, I, I didn't pick up on your joke. I didn't pick up on your joke. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't. Maybe I could do it more. I, I don't think we're like a friend group where people do like characters or voices so, so much, maybe. 
Or maybe I'm wrong. What do you mean we don't do characters' voices, <laughs> Sam? <laughs> I'm doing one right now. Hello. I don't do them, Sam. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would say, get that bullshit out of my face, like, yes. immediately. <laughs> I like it when other people do it. I like going to impressions. Um... When people do really spot on ones. And sometimes to me, you know, everybody has a way of joking that's like uh, innate to them and is, is when they're in their comfortable zone. And it, and impressions have rarely been in my comfortable zone. Like if mm -hmm. I'm just joking around, I rarely like whip out. I always it. feel like I do an impression. and I'm like that. Everybody could tell that was phony. <laughs> everybody could tell that I was trying really hard to do that. Yeah. I like Felipe when you wake up in the morning and you're like, you're having your coffee and you're kind of punchy. And I know we you're should do the podcast jokes. in the morning. That's when I'm funniest. That's, I think that's when you're funniest too. Yeah. <laughs> what is he doing in the morning? I never seen Felipe in the morning. Yo, when we, when we, when Simple Town went to, I don't know if you felt this way, Sam, but when we went to upstate New York, I felt like, like on Guitar Hero when you do Star Power, I felt like I was the funniest. I was just, I was just, hitting home runs were funny. all the time yeah you were really funny i don't i don't know what it was maybe we should go to upstate and do the podcast there you were so relaxed yeah mm, you were like on rainbow road on star power mode <laughs> yes i grabbed the little star that makes you that makes you yeah that's awesome <laughs> i wish i could see you like that i've never seen you like that in my life in star power maybe we mode, should record shit. it maybe we should record at eight in the morning we'll do a, a breakfast special yeah that'd yeah. be really sweet um, <laughs> yeah man that's when i feel the best that's when i feel the best when are you funniest sarah mm -hmm. uh i don't know i feel like i never link anything i don't draw any conclusions i for a long time i was drinking like six cups of coffee a day and not knowing like why i felt sick all the time and like <laughs> was really nervous yeah constantly so i have no idea what time what when are you the funniest hmm. i um when i'm with children oh yeah, little children <laughs> no i i don't know um maybe that maybe that's a kind of answer i i will say this like i wish i was funnier with my family sometimes i feel like i'm really funny but then i like go home and i'm like always bomb all the time because hmm. Cole is funnier <laughs> yeah, cold, cold dunks on me. Uh, that sucks. Yeah, and I'm like, um, I, uh, uh, and then they're, and then I, I wake up in the morning and everyone's in the basement and Cole's standing in front of a mic. Yeah. <laughs> well, the reason you bomb Sam Damn. is that every time you try to joke around your family, you try to do, you try to be like, um, that face when no, G, you know, you're no GF. You're yeah. trying to do all Twitter. You're like, are you winning, yeah. son? Yeah. That's what you say. Mm -hmm. No punchline. You just say uh, the memes. Normal world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, uh, mom's having a normal one. I don't even know that joke. <laughs> what is that? Uh, when someone's not That's being normal, um, you say that they're, they're being normal. That's pretty funny. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't know if I make my family laugh. I think around my family, I become this real, like, this real, like, Dylan Klebold type. A real moody, a real moody, sad talk guy. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Huh. I'm like, why have I become this moody guy? 
Hmm. Yeah. In my family, oh. um, my I have like a cousin's child who I call my cousin who's like seven or eight years old. And she thinks of herself as like extremely funny. And it really irks my dad, who's like, no, my daughter is the comedian, and you're just a, <laughs> like, <laughs> and you're Shut a little kid. Up. And I feel, and he'll come and be like, Isabel's out there thinking she's a freaking clown or something. I'm not laughing at anything she's saying. Like, he'll come and confide this in me to be like, I got your back. And I'm like, I'm not asking for this, and I don't need that. But I guess I appreciate it. Yeah, that's sweet. I mean, speaking Straight. of funny in your family, I'm just I'm just putting on the chat instead of the uh, before I had the contact uh, juggling, but now I'm just gonna put Swole Obama on the nice. uh, on the Twitch. I don't know if you can talk about this, but uh, your your parents' Halloween outfits are a wild. Uh, oh yeah, my parents. Um, I guess for last Halloween, my parents participated in a, several costume contests, which they won all of, including one where they won like a $300 gift certificate to like the Maryland, big Maryland casino in Baltimore or something. Uh, and their costume was, uh, how do you describe it? They were, um, they had giant cardboard boxes around each of them that were like Barbie boxes, but they were like special edition Barbies. And my dad was um, Brett. Kavanaugh hanging in his cell and no, my no, no. Jeffrey Epstein oh. Jeffrey Epstein yeah yeah yeah. oh yeah yeah I'm not thinking two different costumes actually okay so a year ago they my dad was um Jeffrey Epstein hanging from his cell and so my he had, mom like, a noose around his neck and like a pole or how did he do that yeah he, had, he like, was a inside cage. of the cage that he could walk in it was yeah, really incredible it was extremely yeah. elaborate that he made himself he was Jeffrey Epstein um and my mom was a teenage girl who was like visiting him or something like that, uh, which is really horrific. And then the year before they were a BDSM version of Brett Kavanaugh and Christine Blasey Ford, uh, but they were like Barbie doll editions. Like they were like for sale as this like set. Yeah. Which is also whoa. fucked up. So they were BDSM versions of these two people, but there was a as... meta concept <laughs> that they were Barbie dolls in a set. Yes. It was extremely wow. multi-layered. And uh, I don't know what it is with my parents. Like, they're extremely middle-of-the-road people. Like, they're not out here, like, making offensive jokes. But for some reason, Halloween really opens them up. And they really, like, are no-holds-barred out there doing whatever they want. And I warned them. When they called me and they told me the... um the Brett Kavanaugh costume idea. I was like, you're going to upset someone like that's not funny. Uh, anyone who has sort of a, a trauma that could be triggered by that. It could ruin their night. That would be really awful. And um, they went out and of course they were just surrounded by other boomers who I guess don't give a shit about any of this. And they called me and they were like, proves you wrong. We won first place in the crowd favorite Halloween costume. So, and then they took that as sort of a reason not to listen to me when I give them feedback on sensitivity stuff like that, because well, why would they? I mean, I think that they're that they're right that they're around boomers who don't care. They know their audience. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. And you're the comedian, Sarah. And I'm the so comedian. So you should know this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those outfits Absolutely are outrageous, wild. though. Yeah. I, if outrageous. I had the photo, I would say we could put it up on the stream, but yeah, I don't know where it is on my phone. Somewhere on my phone. We just got swole Obama. Man, I can't believe it. I hope I look that good when I'm his age. Hmm. He looks mm. so good. He really looks so good. Do you like the big arms? His big arms? I think, yeah. Or do you do you hope you're like a jacked sixty year old? <laughs> that would be really cute. I mean, maybe. Have you seen Have you seen like Arnold Schwarzenegger? He's like seventy and he's really, really big. Yeah, he's, he's slim really, down really though. Big. 
<laughs> he slimmed down though since like his really? youth. I think some people like it's hard to hold that kind of weight as your body gets older. I don't so think I'll ever like ha- I'll ever like work out to the point where I have huge arms, but I hope I'm fit. I would love I was looking at my so I got this I got this Hawaiian shirt I got the mustache what I would love to be is like one of those dudes that's like in his 50s and just like gaunt just so thin like a you know and just like a mustache just like a gaunt I think you could probably do that and I think you might even so that's do you think so because I feel like I feel like all of the models I have in my life are just sort of just like you know middle-aged guys who just get Get sort of regular just kind of guy bodies. Yeah, I, I just yeah, want that. Just I just want that like skin. sickly, like like um, Matthew McConaughey in um, in uh, True Detective, where it's like this guy, you're gonna see him at like a Target in like upstate New York, just by himself with like a hat. He's walking around, yeah. but he's just thin and thin. he's got like, a mustache. Can someone get this guy some water? <laughs> yeah. He looks like he hasn't drank in yeah, about three weeks. And I feel like yeah. with this and I feel like with this uh, Hawaiian shirt, I kind of can I can kind of see what that guy looks like, what that character looks like. I can't wait to have a big a big old belly. You want a big old belly? <laughs> yeah, a huge dad belly. You can rest stuff on it. Hmm. I spent some time imagining getting my cancer diagnosis. You know, I don't know what kind of cancer it's going to be or you when it's going to happen. Cancer? I think so. So many people do. You know, you live a long time, you get cancer and you just have to be ready for the day that you get it. So that's, that's what I'm That's interesting that that's your fear. Yeah. It doesn't even feel like a fear. I just feel like this is one of life's, you know, trials. What kind of cancer are you going to get? Uh... I I hope I hope that I get skin cancer because that they just very very uh, easy to treat yeah they yeah scrape it off and uh, really yeah cauterize if you it catch yeah. it early you catch it early so that's the the good one I'll say this so you want to live forever yes <laughs> I, I I just wanted to say I wanted to kind of dig, say a little more about why we were said someone said that we were ageist can I describe the sort of the uh, did we describe what that circumstances were. Um, yeah, you can describe that. I won't, you know, without saying, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But we were, I was, I was saying that, um, Lauren Michaels, because he's old, he's probably not funny anymore. And I do want to say that I do think old people, I was like, oh, there's no way that he's like really creatively involved in SNL because he's so old. He like, you know, and old people are not funny. And I do think old people can be funny. And, uh, I think that, Lauren Michaels is just a powerful man, so I I just wanted to take him down, and I do think that it was um, a cheap shot. Yeah, and I do think. Well, I don't know. Who cares? Whatever. I hope that old. I think old people can be funny and wonderful, but, and but in a kind of elemental, physical way, like Charlie Chapman or something yes. like that. Yes, mm. like Philippe Gaulier, the famous clown. Mm-hmm. By the way, people in the chat, is my audio okay? I tried to put a filter on it so that you don't hear the um, air conditioner, but I don't know. I, I don't even know if anyone's watching anymore, but I, it, I'm i looking at the levels and they're sort of funky, so anybody can give me any insight. Much appreciated. Mm. Filters. Yeah. Well, I don't know what it is, though, because there definitely is like a thing in, in stand-up <laughs> comedy where by the time someone gets to their, like, fourth album or something it's just not that good anymore usually and i always have thought it's kind of like because if you're someone 
who's really famous and you have really specific style, it becomes kind of popular enough that so many other people like cop your thing. And then it's totally unsurprising and uninteresting to listen to. Well, I had kind of the opposite experience this week where I listened to Eddie Pepitone's most recent stand up and um, I thought it was so funny. And I was like, oh, this is this is stand up of someone who's like getting up there. You know, he's like older. And because he's older, that's why it's so funny. Like it felt like he had fully matured. I thought it was so good. I was surprised. There were a few moments Hmm. where he did a few jokes where I was like, oh, if you were on Twitter, you'd know that this is like done. But um, he had a joke about like how how he would understand Trump if he came out in Joker makeup. And I was like, oh, that's kind of an Internet joke. And and maybe you don't know about that. But he had a lot of stuff that was really, really funny. <laughs> Give him a pass on that. Yeah. He had a lot of like older guy gravitas. Like he he clearly had like lived the life. And you really I don't know. I thought it was good. If you li- listen to Eddie Pepitone's latest special. Funny. I think it's called Word. We Are Living in End Times. Hmm. Well, I'll check that out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel bad ragging on people for being old. And and I guess the point that I was trying to make is I feel like uh, even like a Jerry Seinfeld person where, you know, people kind of think Jerry's stuff is like hack now. It's like, what's the deal with this or that? Um, But I don't maybe I don't have the context completely for it, but I kind of feel like when he started doing his style, it was new and cool. And he just blew up so fast, became so popular that like every comedian was doing Jerry Seinfeld style. And that's why it's considered hacky. So it shouldn't mm. discredit his kind of um, initial foray into an interesting form of comedy. The, mm. Like the fact that it's hacky only speaks to how popular it was. Um, well, but then yeah. there's also people who like were really popular and and you listen to their stuff and it feels really like contemporary. Like I always think that about Steve Martin, which is I don't know mm, if when he was around totally. if people were imitating his stuff, but I listen to it now and I'm like, whoa, this is this kills. Like it's still really good. So I don't know. Totally. Yeah, I I think often of that guy Stuart Lee, who I like so much, and he he had this. He was getting interviewed and he, and he said. You know, when I was young, I, I, I played a kind of like curmudgeonly person. Like that's my stand up persona. And he's like, it never really worked on like the body of a young person. Cause I was like young and, and I was like good looking. And so people were like, why are you so like curmudgeonly and pissed off? And he was like, but I, it's nice because I like really aged into that persona. And now I can like be angry and out of touch on mm. stage and it really works and people really buy it yes um, that's it's like the opposite of when like a really hot person does jokes about how they're like undateable and no one's into them and they never have sex and you're yeah. like well, that may well be true but i don't believe you right exactly so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i when i was a wanted to be an actor i used to fantasize about like what it would like i was like man when i'm 75 like i'm gonna be such a good actor like and i just thought about being like a really old actor and how <laughs> yeah how when you I get to be. that age as an actor you can do that kind of acting that's like you know <laughs> just being... those guys get to do they're like and, uh, you know that kind of like just shaky hand <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm talking about yeah like a like if if they're like oh, playing a wizard in a movie <laughs> no you know i mean speaking of gone guys like in the lighthouse you know that's william defoe just just uh, that kind of thing 
<laughs> Felipe, I think our concepts of good acting are uh, on other planets. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, who do you mean? Who's good? Who's who do you talk? Who are you talking about? Well, I don't know. I I just think like maybe this is stupid, but there's like all those all those like French movies that like I think really um, highlight or like are not afraid to cast like elderly people as like main characters and stuff like and i was like damn i i just want to be in some like foreign films when i'm like 85 um you know like michelle Huppert and just be like a sexy 70 year old you know and just be playing like a teacher who has sex with their, with their student. <laughs> yeah yeah to, no, be, in a, like to be in a henneke film where you yeah, I think there's a lot of there's all those like British like um like Shakespearean actors who get cast in like everything in Hollywood, you know, like Pat the Patrick Stewarts and the Ian McKellens and stuff like that. And I think I really liked those guys when I was like 16. Um, I did see this video of Danny DeVito explain because I guess he was in a in a theater production. I don't know what it was, but he was explaining how he like uh weaves in eating of a of a tangerine as he acts and. So he he's sort of like doing this thing where he's like, and then I say a line. Oh fuck, my my mic's been fucked up this whole time. I'm just getting to see the levels. Oh fuck. All right, um, whatever. Uh, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I do. You know, I do this little line, and then I eat like a little bit of an orange. And I was like, damn, just by the fact that he's like small and he has these fat little fingers and he just eats in a disgusting way just makes him a, it just beautiful to watch and he probably yeah. wasn't doing that much he was just eating the way that he probably normally does but it was just so nasty and uh looked good mm. yeah yeah sometimes i i feel like oh like i don't know if i have the like joie de vivre that like a young performer needs to have mm. when they're like on stage and yeah. that like i'm gonna be a lot better at doing stand-up when i'm like older and like a little uglier you know and stuff like that mm. but i don't know if i'll be doing stand-up then guys i think we're, we're when i'm going to the ladies the ranch open mic what do you yeah. call it Hmm. What are you guys saying? Well, I'll, I will respond to what Sam just said. It'll be interesting if that does happen to you to then like watch you perform and be like, oh my gosh, he really like had this insight, this brilliance all along. And like we just couldn't see it because it wasn't like in the right body. I think that's really gratifying for a person, an artist. Um, yeah. 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 Now, now Sam's fat flips. and ugly enough. Now Sam's fat and ugly enough that, to that we understand shit. why he's saying all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it, i look it, forward to that yeah do you think a lot of what i say is is like incomprehensible and you're like why is sam saying this absolutely i don't know what you, <laughs> most of what you say i don't know what you're talking about dude <laughs> no yeah hmm. Hmm. well i have a fear that i'm like just like just totally missing the the hoop sometimes when i'm talking to my friends and they're like I get these stares from Felipe sometimes and I'm like, man, does he even know what I'm talking about? Or, you know, that kind of thing. Wait, so, like on the pot or guys, in real just life? Just make sure to let me know. No, in real life. Huh. In real life. What have you I said think to me recently like, that you thought I didn't understand? 
I, you know, I, I'm not going to, I don't think I can bring an example, but I think sometimes I like A to C thoughts sometimes in my head and I'm like, oh no, this person, I need to bring this person through my thinking and make it a little more transparent so they know what I'm talking about. Otherwise I'm like, it seems like I'm just talking about something. Something else. Something, something else. Yeah. 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 Like, like when, when I started talking about how Sarah over the weekend described not being comfortable in camp situations, Sarah, you just tilted your head and you like, you did this with your face. And I was like, oh, Sarah has no idea like where I'm going with this or like thinks this is totally strange. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm always afraid on the podcast that like you guys just won't know that some certain thing that I told you is a secret for some like extremely esoteric reason. And that like when you're like, oh, yeah, it's like you were saying the other day. And I like uh, uh, and was then that a um, secret? No, that's not a secret at all. But then what was weird about that is I really don't remember saying that, but it's so true. And it really felt like you were like saying something about me that you knew that I never told you. So it felt very invasive. I was like, don't scrape my inner life. Like, how do you know that I hated summer camp? Um, fuck, there's something else I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. I think it's a funny real life joke when it, someone says something very normal and comprehensible to say. What are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> that makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's funny yeah. yeah when sarah when we were first started becoming friends like i really there was a lot of the sarcasm that was missed on me mine yeah 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 i was thinking that when you said earlier like oh when are you the funniest i was like oh i guess and this is like a boring answer so i didn't say it but like when someone knows me extremely well i think i have a really dry sense of humor and so most of the time people just assume i'm being earnest when i'm absolutely not so yeah and that's hard. Well, I still do but that. I, I still yeah. think that you're roasting me for real or that you're mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> need to get yeah, better at that. all the time. Maybe it's on me, but I don't know. I don't mind. It's okay. People are confused. Well, that's our time, you guys. Unless we got any questions from the audience. If you have any questions, we have time for one to two questions. So that's it. Otherwise, we got to wrap it up. You know, when, when me and Sam were taking uh, clown classes, uh, the teacher would say... The best thing happens right before the performance and right after. That's where the real truth comes. And it's true. And that's how I feel about this, you know? It's only at the end that I feel like, ah, now I just kind of want to be myself. Yes, very true. And it's yeah, I, I can't do the podcast in the heat, I feel. I have to, I put my fan in the living room because my new roommate is moving in and I wanted to be generous with my air. Um, but I really need it. It's so hot. I feel so tired. Um, but I won't do that again. That's the last time I do something generous for someone else. It's true. That's what you get for thinking about <laughs> others. Yeah. Seth says, uh, no questions. Tokyo Megaplex says, cool pod. No, no questions, I assume. Um, okay. Well, if anyone gets any information on whether or not Obama really did get this big and how he did it. Um, that could be useful to us. Please tweet at us. Yeah, I'm going to look into it. I'm going to see if he really did get this big. Okay. I'm going to see if I can DM him. I'm going to see if I can get on the Michelle Obama pod. No Pressure is asking how uh, us to explain Bitcoin and how it works. And I'm afraid we're out of time. No Pressure Radio. So we'll just open mm. up the next pod uh, and explain it then. We'll it's do an explainer. Like we're going to do an yeah. explainer for next episode. <laughs> I'll do, but I'll do a... I'll do, uh, I'll do a preview of what that explainer is going to be. Bitcoin is money on the computer. 
<laughs> this is your brain on Bitcoin. Yeah. Oh, you remember the little cartoon I made about Bitcoin? I forgot about that. Yeah. No. You should you should pull that up. Hmm. Uh, just look up my name and then the word Bitcoin, it'll come up. Okay. Um, <laughs> we good? We're done. And then look at look up my name and then the word saying naked in cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not on the, in- I don't have a website. You can't find any of my work. Uh, look out for my new stand-up album. I'm recording it this week. That's all. Goodbye. Raisin Man Arena.